This word, boys and girls, is found in many Christmas cards and carols. This word is also, along with rejoice, is found 132 times in the New Testament. So it's a word that is often used in the Scriptures. And for the believer, for the Christian, it is a word that expresses something that's long-lasting. Sometimes things are not long-lasting. Even the toys that you get in Christmas, sometimes they break and they don't last long. But here's something that is long-lasting for the child of God. And it is what the angels spoke unto the shepherds. And you have it in the words of verse 10. Tell me what it is. Someone tell me. Joy. Very good. You look at verse 10, it says, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. And I want to break that little word joy down, boys and girls, even this morning. Now, we're going to see if this works. And the first letter I want to look at, O stands for what? Can anybody see that? I've got the joy. <laughs> right, good man. <laughs> occasion. All right, so the O stands for occasion. And the occasion, boys and girls, as we've read in the scriptures this morning, was a very special occasion. It was a specific day. Verse 11 tells us, Unto you is born this day. This day. So this day was a, an occasion. And the angels, you can just picture in your mind, came down and they spoke this message to those that they were in the field, the shepherds. We'll look at that in a moment. And it says this day. My boys and girls, we don't know what that particular specific day was in terms of the calendar. But we do know this, that God said... In, uh, through his servant Paul, Galatians chapter 4, that when the fullness of time was come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem them that were under the law. So in God's calendar, there was a day from eternity past in which the Lord Jesus Christ would come to this earth. Now, why we have it, I was just looking at this lately, why we have it on the 25th of December is uh, goes back away to about 200 or 300 AD and it was to do with the Romans who were in authority at that time. And I don't know whether maybe some parents noted this week or last week or so that the country of Ukraine has moved their Christmas from the 6th of January to the 25th of December. And the 6th of January, you see, is that Orthodox, uh, Russian Orthodox date and they want to come away from any influence of Russia and they want to move more into the West. And so they've left behind the 6th of January because that's when Christmas Day, in a sense, used to be held. But it was moved to the 25th of December. But boys and girls, we're not telling you that the Savior was born on the 25th of December. Probably not. More likely not so. But there was a day in which this special occasion happened because this. Angels say it was uh, unto, this you, unto you this day. It's a specific day. It is also a special birth. Not every birth is announced by angels. But here was a birth that was announced 
by the angelic beings. And it was a message that was to be told to others about what was happening this day. And there was a sign on this occasion. And the sign where the shepherds were told was this, that there would be a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. Now, that's not unusual in one sense because when a newborn babe comes into the world, I was seeing little Abigail just this week, uh, who's born a couple of weeks ago, and she's wrapped up, and she's real warm. And so that's not an unusual thing. But you read the rest of the verse, it says they were wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. There's the sign for the shepherds to look out for, because not any other child would have been found wrapped and lying in the trough that the animals would have fed out of. And the child was wrapped in swaddling clothes. And that, of course, speaks to us of why the Savior came as well. But he was found in a manger. And the place was the city of David. There's the town of Bethlehem. Why? Because that's what the Old Testament prophets prophesied of. And Micah speaks of Bethlehem Ephrata, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah. Just a small town, just very insignificant. And yet this is the special place that the special birth on the special occasion was to take place. Now, the word J, you can guess what it stands for? Can anybody tell me? All right. Jesus. So it's a special occasion because it speaks of the Lord's birth, Jesus. And the words of verse 11, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Boys and girls, no ordinary birth, because it was no ordinary person. And this person was the Son of God. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 tells us, Unto you as a child is born, unto you a son is given. And that speaks and tells us, teaches us, the Lord Jesus Christ existed before he was born into this world. He was God the Son, the Son of God. And he created all things, as did the Trinity. But he was a special person because he left heaven's glory to take upon himself our form, form of our nature. And yet, boys and girls, I want you to understand that Jesus was sinless. No other person can say that. None of us in this house of God today can say that. We're sinless. We're not we're born sinless. We're born in sin and shaping and iniquity. But the Lord Jesus Christ was Sinless. That means he had no sin. And he could not sin. I read in Luke chapter 1, verse 35, the message that the angel spoke even unto Mary. The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. That holy thing that shall be born of thee. Boys and girls, the Lord Jesus Christ is an ordinary person. He is without sin. He's a holy one, the holy Son of God. And Jesus, of course, reminds us that he's the Savior. Because that's what you've been singing about this morning, and that's what the name Jesus means. 
The message to Joseph from the angel was, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Matthew chapter 1 verse 21. That's what Savior means. That's what Jesus means. It means Savior. And that's why we tell you at Christmas time and every other time of the year about the Lord Jesus Christ because there's no other Savior. There's only one. Only one who can save us from our sin. And that is the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you remember joy, there's a joyful occasion here. And you think of the great joy that the angels spoke about. It's because of who it was that was born. It was Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, there's another letter. And this is the shortest of all. And it's Y. And what's it say? What's it spell? Eh? You thought. You. You are very good at your English. English teachers doing well. All right, so there's the word joy. And Y stands for you. And boys and girls, I want you to think, because if you look at those scriptures that Joshua read, verse 10, verse 11, verse 12, the word you is found three times. Three times over. Unto you is born this day in the city of David. Verse 10, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Verse 12, and this shall be a sign unto you. Unto who? Unto the poor shepherds. Now I was looking at this boys and girls and I was wondering. The poor shepherds were just ordinary people. In fact, they were counted as the lowest in society. I don't know whether you know this, boys or girls, moms and dads, but the shepherds weren't allowed to be a witness in a court. In a court case, in the law, they weren't allowed to be witnesses. And also, they weren't allowed to be part of the worship in the temple. Now, they may have reared the lambs, of course, but they weren't allowed to be part of the worship. And so they were counted low in society. And boys and girls, yet we read here that the message of the angels, the message of the Savior's birth was to be brought unto the shepherds. Not unto kings, not unto nobles, but unto shepherds. And that tells us of the goodness of God. The Savior's birth was communicated to them because the message is for just you and me, ordinary people. It tells us also of the nearness of God. They didn't have to go to the temple. God came and met with them. They realized that God was nearer than they ever would have thought of. God manifest in the flesh. It reminds us of the thoughtfulness of God. It was a gift of joy for all people. All people. God gave this world what this world needed, you see. And this world needed a savior because it was sinful and had fallen in Adam's race. And boys and girls, why the message came unto the shepherds is because it represented, or they represented, the work that the Savior came to do. Isn't he often spoken about the good shepherd? Or the chief shepherd? And of course, the shepherd looks after the lambs. And the Lord Jesus Christ, John the Baptist, could say, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And so the Lord Jesus Christ not only was the good shepherd, but he would be that lamb, that lamb of God that would be sacrificed 
on Calvary's cross. That's why he came even to this earth. And it speaks to us also of the faithfulness of God. For God kept his promise. God told through the Old Testament prophets that one day he would send the Savior. That one day he would send one who would be born of a virgin and it would be in Bethlehem. And God kept his promise in sending the Savior. And the message was conveyed unto just the shepherds. And boys and girls, I believe that that changed their life. They were never to be the same again. And you know what? They were to be witnesses of what God had done. They weren't allowed to be witnesses in the court because they were known really for their fibs, for their lies. But the Lord sent the message of the Savior's birth unto the shepherds that they might bear witness of what he had done. And we read in verse 20, And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. They went and told others of what they had seen even that day in that manger. I wonder, boys and girls, are you a witness of what God has done in your life? Moms and dads, are you a witness? The Lord wants us to be a witness. So that you stands for the poor shepherd. Unto you is born this day. And unto, and unto you, of course, also reminds us of the promised Savior fulfilled uh, what was told in the Old Testament and that he was coming one day and now this promise had been fulfilled. And why had he come? Because he came to purchase salvation. He didn't come to set a good example. He came to purchase salvation. He didn't come to set up a kingdom even though he was the king, the king of kings. He's coming to do that the second time. But he came that he might purchase salvation. And you see, that's why one of the reasons why he was wrapped in swaddling bands. Swaddling bands were used often with a corpse, even at his birth, lying in the trough, lying in that manger. The message was, here's a, a special birth. Here's one who has come for a special purpose, and that is to go one day and die. Die for sinners. Die for old rebels such as we. That's why he came to this earth. That's why he was obedient to the Father's will, that he might even purchase salvation. And boys and girls, moms and dads, this Christmas Eve, you can know this joy, this great joy of what the angels have been speaking of. If you accept Christ as your Savior, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your uh, King and as the one who has pardoned you from all your sins, a message that can save sinful men and women, a message that can save even sinful boys and girls, I tell you, is a message of great joy. And that's what the message was, because they said, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ as Lord. Now, in closing, can I just tell you some of the people who had this great joy? Mary, the mother of Jesus, had this great joy. Because we read in Luke 1 and verse 47, My spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. My spirit hath rejoiced, the same word. She rejoiced in God her Savior. Mary was a virgin mother, but Mary knew the Lord. Mary rejoiced in God's salvation 
She was an old sinner that needed to be saved. The angels had great joy in proclaiming his birth. We've seen that in the words of verse 10 of Luke chapter 2. The shepherds had great joy of being told and the great joy in seeing the Christ child. They were one of the first to see even this special birth and they went and they told others as we've read in verse 20. And you know, boys and girls, there was great joy among the wise men. We don't read of them in Luke. We read about them in Matthew. And Matthew's Gospel, chapter 2, verse 10, tells us when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. That was a, a special star. It was a star that guided them to the house where the Lord was sometime later after his birth. And this star that they had saw in the east, they came and they followed it, and the star appeared again, and there was exceeding great joy because they had seen, and they were brought even to where the Christ was. Boys and girls, there are some who had the great joy. And the Lord was to speak the message, God the Father, unto the shepherds. They were the Jews. And unto the wise men, they were Gentiles. For the message is for all. Right right across the world. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I want to Close by just asking you this. Have you this joy? Just a short word, just three letters. But have you this joy? You see, there's a wee difference. There's a difference between happiness and joy. You can have a happiness, but happiness doesn't stay. And maybe you'll be happy tomorrow morning when you open a few presents and they'll be there and you'll be able to get at them. But sometimes that happiness just goes. But the joy that we're speaking about, the joy... Uh, the message of the gospel gives is long lasting. And you still have that joy even through difficult circumstances and even through sad days. There's that joy of the Lord in your heart. Have you this joy this morning? I pray and trust that you have. And as what I've asked of the boys and girls, I would ask even of the adults as well today, do you know this joy that we're speaking about? The joy of sins forgiven. The joy of knowing the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. The message that the angels gave unto the shepherds. For unto them that day was born the city of David a Savior. Which is Christ the Lord. May the Lord bless his word uh, to each of our hearts. I'm glad that we think stayed up all that time. And didn't fall apart. Uh, but I trust you'll remember even the message of joy this morning. Let's turn to our order of service in closing and um, we're going to sing the closing hymn. Who is he in yonder stall at whose feet the shepherds fall? Tis the Lord a wondrous story. Tis the Lord a king of glory at his feet we humbly fall. Crinum, crinum, Lord of all. Let's stand as we sing it.
Father and our God, we thank thee for thy word. We thank the Lord for the message that the angels delivered even unto the shepherds, that message of great joy to all people. And Lord, we thank thee it was of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, the one who we've been singing about, the one who came, that one day he might go to the cross. And Lord, we thank thee that he finished the work of purchasing salvation even there. Thank the Lord he arose from the grave and today he's alive forevermore. And we thank the Lord today he's still saving boys and girls and adults as well. O oh God, speak on when the preacher's voice is silent that each soul without exception would have this great joy of the gospel, great joy that only God can give residing in their heart. Part us now with thy blessing and watch over us and bring us back in thy will tonight. We pray in our Savior's name. Amen.